We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you. Because it's the bottom line that matters. Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast devoted to your success. On today's program, we are going to be talking about a niche, a niche market, coming up with what your niche is, how to target it, why it's important to have a niche, what it means, um, different types of niches that you can possibly have. There's a lot of these different issues that come up as we're starting to look at um, marketing in our business. And one of the important things that too many business owners go into business thinking, well, the whole world is my customer, right? Have you ever heard that? Everyone is my customer. Used to be, um, and I said it when I was in the payment processing world, I used to say, you know, it's taboo to say everyone is your prospect, but I said it really is true because everyone wants to get paid, right? I had programs for just about everyone who wanted to get paid. But as we're looking, though, at niching, that niche does not necessarily mean the whole world, right? I still had to work with business owners. I wasn't working with individuals. Daniel's niche is primarily in the greater Des Moines area in Iowa. Sorry, Danny, I just gave away where you're from. Um, <laughs> Look me up. You'll but, find me. <laughs> yes. But as it relates to Daniel's business, that niche is important because it allows him to be serving and targeting more ideal prospects for him as opposed to people who are coming from all over. So, Daniel, because I picked on you first, when we talk about developing a target market, what are the kinds of things that we're looking at? What is it that we need to consider? So that way we're going to be in a position that we can turn around and know that our niche is going to make sense, whether it's a regional niche, it's a, a product niche, whatever it may be. Yeah. Well, we've had a, a couple of podcasts where we've talked about some of these things already. Uh, we've talked about um, target audience. How do you choose your target audience? Um, and we've talked recently about in the sales process, the importance of the whole know, like, and trust factors. It's important to know the person that you're buying from, uh, to like them and that you trust them. So you want to buy from them. The same from the other side, from sales. You want your customers to know you, like you, and trust you. And then also when we talk about who you're selling to, who your target audience is, a lot of times that's going to be very similar to you, right? So if I don't have any experience, uh, like, say, let's say this, I would be horrible at selling makeup. All right. <laughs> I, I know nothing about it. You I don't, don't say. use the product. <laughs> so, 
that whole know, like, and trust, finding people who are similar to you. And that's a great place to begin with your target audience and with beginning to choose your, now I grew up down south where we pronounced it niche. <laughs> hey, you see, is it caramel, caramel, pecan, pecan? Potato. Yeah, we can potato. get into a whole lot of these. <laughs> yes. Let's call the whole thing off. Um, but as we're looking, though, at developing that niche, is there anything that stands out, Patricia, as we look at the niche to really make sure we're going directly down the path that is going to allow us to really say, yes, this is the market that I want to go after. This is the market that I want to um, infiltrate, if you will, or create, right? I mean, we know that a lot of industries create brand new markets that were never there before. And others are the Ubers, right? I mean, there's the Uber of whatever it is. I mean, how often have you heard that? We're the Uber of this <laughs> because Uber revolutionized a market. But how do you see that on your side? I got a little lost. Can you rephrase the original question? <laughs> sure. Sorry, I kind of messed this up with Uber and, you know, changing markets. So in terms of our market, right? And we're looking at niching, niching um, down, and we're trying to figure out what is going to allow us the best market to actually go into. Right. What are some of the things that we want to be paying attention to? Right. As right. we're looking at either taking that market, creating a market, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Well. I have heard, and I'm, I'm not much into alcoholic beverages at all, but if they aren't the kind of person that you'd sit down and, you know, have a beer with, if you don't like them, <laughs> don't try and sell to them because if you don't like them, they're not going to like you back. Um, every once in a while, I'll go off and um, exploring, I call it. And you never know where these little explorations are going to take you. Um, for example, I learned some new uh, business tech information over the last year or two. And um, it's opened up new markets for me that I fully don't believe anybody else is doing. I mean, okay, the market itself is the same, but I'm niching with the service that I'm offering the market. So sometimes you look at what you're doing and what you're learning and let yourself go off on these explorations into the weeds or down a rabbit hole or two, because you just, you, you, it may not make any sense at the time. You're like, that was a waste of time. You know, that was a waste of six months. Well, it's too early to decide that, you know, it could be relevant in a year or two. I've made connections a couple of years ago that now are highly relevant to what I'm doing. So 
you know, go on little walkabouts, learn something new, and then create something totally new from what it is that you're doing, which probably didn't actually answer the question, but. <laughs> no, but it, it did because it allows us to really understand that sometimes we need to look at what a market may be first. Yeah. Right. I mean, like Daniel was saying, he doesn't know makeup, but I guarantee you if Daniel was exposed to the four men line of products, he may be, you know, and again, I don't know, you know, Trina didn't exactly tell us what you use or don't use. So we're not going <laughs> to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but in terms of, you know, the four men products, look, men's skincare, men's, um, right. I mean, people that are on television need to have makeup. And so they know foundation. They know what it means to be wearing a lot of the same stuff that we complain about all the time. Um, in terms of it just sticks to my pores, right? A lot of men now care about how their pores look. And so it can make that difference. But as we're looking, though, at having a niche or niche and why having that niche is so important, there's a lot of things there that are going to come to mind. So I'm going to ask you, Daniel, you chose Des Moines as your niche, your niche in your market. Mm -hmm. What made you choose Des Moines as opposed to, let's just say, Minneapolis? And again, you are from the Des Moines area. I will say that. But right. is. Yeah. yeah, there are so many different ways that you can choose your niche. You can choose by target market. Uh, you can choose by industry uh, and so on and so forth. When I got started in my business, I really did not have a very clear picture of what industries I wanted to work with. I followed some advice that my first coaching mentor gave me, which was it's okay to date your niche. So try it out. You know, if you think that you want to uh, niche into a certain industry and provide service to that industry, try it out, see if it works. If it doesn't work for you, switch. Um, so, I decided, well, I really don't know about industries, but you know what? I have lived in this area for a long time. I've been part of the business community for a long time. Uh, when I was in corporate settings, I'm well connected in this community and in this area. I'm pretty sure that I know Iowa's economy pretty well. I also get kind of on a soapbox when we start talking about well, people who are close by don't know anything. I always have to bring in my expert from out of state. Uh, I could definitely stand on my soapbox about that. Why is the person from another state an expert on our local economy? And so I use that as a selling point then to say, no, look, I am from right here. <laughs> I know our economy. I know who to connect you with. I know what's going on. I've got the ear to the ground at the, the legislature and through the, the different agencies who are driving the local economy. And so that's how I settled into this area. And through dating my niche, what I have found over time is there are some industries that I do not want to work with. 
And there are others where I've noticed that I'm not the expert. I'm not the right person to help people in those industries. And I have developed relationships with people to say, but you know who the right person is. Let me connect you with them instead. Right. You know, and I think about that um, issue as a major uh, point because as you're looking and I'm going to call out Lori Grenier here, um, Lori Grenier from Shark Tank says, listen, if I don't have something that I can possibly add, I don't see the value. I don't see the um, help that I can possibly be to you. And so I tell everybody that I'm speaking with, I say upfront, listen, if I don't understand your business, and it's really hard for me not to understand at all, right? I may not get completely. And sometimes I don't want to get completely because quite frankly, I don't want to learn how to do a carpet cleaning business. But I understand what a carpet cleaning business does. And so I can work with a carpet cleaner because I understand what a carpet cleaner does and what they're doing. However, if you're going to tell me, well, I came up with this doohickey and it does this, this, and that, you know what? I probably may not come close to understanding what it is that you're telling me you're doing. Although if it's somehow related to, let's just say the aviation industry, and there was a company that I was working with in that um, niche, that niche, um, sure, I know what a piece going on the plane, going on the tire is going to mean to the plane. Even though I'm not a pilot, I'm not an airline mechanic, I don't do any of that. But I've seen planes. I know how they operate roughly, even though I don't know the physics. And so it allows me to get there. But let me ask you, Patricia, in terms of your niche, now you chose business organization structures and contractors and related kinds of businesses. How did you come to that niche in terms of what you chose? Well, I chose the contractors before I got into the business strategy stuff. Um, and there was, there was a number of factors, but one of the big factors was that I had a conversation with a gentleman who had been a general contractor for a long time. And he told me that he got tired of babysitting adult men. And so he retired. And so he was doing other things. And I like challenges. <laughs> but it sounded like a problem. It sounds like a problem that could be solved, you know? And when a contractor solves that problem, then he has a growth spurt. And I've, I've found pieces to it. You know, I haven't had any uh, real life experience at this point when this is being recorded <laughs> in applying it, but you know, I don't actually have to be the person that has to, has that experience. I can pull on, I can call on experts that know how to do that. Um, with the business structures, golly, that was that was a journey. Um, I started out as a marketing coach, marketing consultant, and I realized pretty quickly that the small businesses that I was looking at needed something much more 
they needed things before I could put marketing on them. I mean, you know, it's like a bridge. I go back to Calvin and Hobbes. Dad, they're all, they're all in a car and they're driving across this bridge and it has like, you know, 10 ton weight limit, whatever, right? And um, so Calvin says, well, how do they know, you know, what the weight limit on this bridge is? And Calvin's dad says, well, they drive bigger and bigger trucks across it until it breaks and then they rebuild it. <laughs> Mom, of course, says, if you don't know a thing, just say so. <laughs> um, but the same kind of thing happens with a business if we just put marketing on it. They need things before they need the marketing so often. And I, I, I connected with um, the CEO of, you know, the uh, management accounting firm that I'm now associated with. And we had a conversation and I was like, oh my goodness, this could change so many things for so many small businesses. You know, they'd actually have a foundation that they could grow on. Then you can, you know, put marketing on top of that and, you know, stuff grows. So I'm with my contractors, of course, yes, they need that. They also need to solve their labor issue, which has lots of different pieces to that puzzle, but, um, yeah, I, I just, I like challenges. I like people that do stuff with their hands. I like building things. Um, it, it just, I like these people. So I'm, you know, working with them. Okay. And, you know, I'm going to go back to a point, Daniel, you made a few moments ago about why do I have to have an expert from out of town? come in and tell me what to do in the Iowa economy. One of the things that I was telling people in the payment processing space when I was really focused on that, um, I still do it, but I'm not really focused on that these days. But it was, listen, somebody's telling me about Square. Someone's telling me about Stripe. Someone's telling me about PayPal. I said, listen, sometimes I do send business to them because I don't want to charge people more for business that you really don't need, right? I mean, it's just plain customer service, going back to something we spoke about on another episode. But it also, though, is if somebody is looking at Square, somebody's looking at Stripe, somebody's looking at PayPal, or somebody is in your community, why are you going to go and work with someone at Square instead of someone who's coming into your business who is patronizing you, who is in that position to refer more business to you, right? Because does Square send people to you? Last I checked, they don't, right? So if you're looking at the value from a niche perspective, saying, listen, I am not like them, I am here in the community, that can be an incredible niche right there. And like you said, in terms of being in the Des Moines area, why it's so important, because I am here, right? I can come, I know what's going on in the area. I know how the government is looking at different legislation and how it can impact the business community because I live here too. It's not just, ooh, I got to stay up to date on all of these different laws from 50 states and the rest of the world 
just to be in that position of knowing, well, this is what's actually happening. And so when you're looking at that geographic or regional niche, it really becomes important for you to look at that and how can that be part of your unique selling proposition, right? Part of that piece that's going to help you stand out. Now, we spoke about in the past difference between a unique selling proposition and a market dominating position. And we're not going to get into that now, but you can definitely look at that. I think it was in season one where we spoke about the difference. But as we're looking at a niche, it really becomes important, though, in knowing where you're going. But let me ask you, though, in terms of choosing a niche, is there anything that you guys would say other than that geographic kind of idea that we spoke about and understanding or not, anything else that you guys feel you can add in terms of the how to target a niche Yeah, I've definitely got some ideas there because I've had to coach some people out of some niches. <laughs> the most important thing is, do they have the ability and the willingness to pay you? And that's the and that's really important because without the money coming in, eh, there is no business. Yeah, that's the most important consideration. Right. So in other words, are you going after the broke people or are you going after the people that can and do want what you have? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Patricia, same question. I think you have to either find something that you're an expert in or that you can pull experts together. Um, after you've taken into consideration, do they have the money and the want and the need? <laughs> yeah. You have to take both all of those pieces into consideration. And remember, by the way, one of the fundamentals of human behavior is people do what they want, not necessarily what they need. Right? If I, and I just covered this in one of my group coaching sessions, if I am in need of losing 50 pounds, right? I'm not going to lose 50 pounds because I need to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to lose 50 pounds because I don't like how I look in a bathing suit. I want to live another 10 years. I want to find a guy, whatever it is that's there. That's why somebody does what they do, right? Why do you work with a nutritionist? Well, because I want to figure out how to do whatever I want, not because I need it. That's what I want. They justify after that. But like you said, if you don't have the ability to pay, it's the wrong market. And so as we wrap up our conversation on developing a niche, coming up with what your niche is going to be, and for Daniel's sake, we're saying it both ways. And if there's another way, feel free to let us know. Um, this has been another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters, and here is to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow 
and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring and here's to your success. Thanks so much and have a wonderful day. It's the bottom line that matters.